What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG and MHS Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, victorious. Game one, the Denver Nuggets beat the Phoenix Suns, 125-107, in a game that wasn't as close as the score indicated. There was about five minutes of garbage time in the fourth. <clears throat> but the Denver Nuggets prevailed in game one in a way that I think was completely predictable. Um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way to the uh, Suns. Um, the Nuggets came out hungry and very specifically Jamal Murray. And I'll get to Jamal in the second half of the podcast. But to start, I kind of want to talk about in general how the Nuggets approached this game. Obviously, they were geared up for it. Obviously, the Denver Nuggets came into this game with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. As they should. Um, there was, in 2021, the, the Nuggets were in the second round, a stepping stone um, for the Phoenix Suns on the way to their run to the finals. And, um, you know, there was an insistence from Nuggets fans and, and, and a kind of a feeling that the if, if the Nuggets had Jamal Murray, that series would have looked differently. And and we, got, we cannot underemphasize that... Uh, that uh, Michael Porter Jr. basically hurt his back in the first half of the first game of that series and was not the same. So it really was a, a an example of the half a team, plus they were playing Austin Rivers. Um, they were playing, um, who else were they playing? They were playing uh, um, Will Barton major minutes. Um, and, and it was just, and, and Aaron Gordon wasn't in the correct role for him. It really was a, it really was a bad confluence of situ of a situation for the Nuggets to be in a competitive playoff series. Obviously, that's going. Nuggets fans are going to insist that that is going to that that would be, have influenced the outcome. So obviously, the Nuggets were geared up for this game, and even though the first quarter was uh, basically even, um, it was a very head Durant heavy quarter. I think he scored. Uh, 19 in the first quarter. It was a lot. Um, and it was, it was a, you know, you thought he was going to have 60 points and, uh, maybe you scored 15, 15 in the first quarter. And, um, it was just, it was one of those games where you like, it started out that way, but in the second quarter, there was a moment that I want to emphasize. There are a couple players I want to emphasize before we get in. Those of you who are screaming at this and you want me to talk about Jamal, Jamal will be talked about in the second half of the podcast. So if you want to fast forward to that point, go ahead and do so. It's after the commercial break. Um, but I'm going to talk to you about two players specifically. Nikola Jokic obviously did his thing. Aaron Gordon was great. Um, and I, I'm going to be kind of if uh, between the uh, games, between games two and games three, there's a, there's a long break. So uh, I'll have more time to talk about Aaron there. He was great. Um, hitting those threes was huge, and it kind of really threw off the, the, the Suns' defensive approach. Um, and Jokic was his Jokic self, even though he, um, he wasn't exactly the best version of Nikola Jokic. He, he played really well. Um, and he got, it was, uh, 24 points and 19 rebounds and six assists. That's, uh, filling up the stat sheet folks. So there you go. But there's two players I want to emphasize. And I think uh, in different ways, well, maybe the same way actually, but who actually, I think were contributing to the, uh, the difference the nuggets were making and able to expand the lead as much as they did. 
And one guy was in two stretches, and it was Christian Brown. Um, Christian Brown, I, and I haven't mentioned Christian Brown enough on this podcast, but I, I always said this, when you are looking for championship, you have a championship aspirations and you want to, uh, you want to become that kind of team that everyone speaks about, you're going to have a lot of your salary, uh, made up from your, your best players, which is, and this, on this squad, it's the, it's Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray and uh, Nikola Jokic, obviously, who's earning a supermax. So you need guys who are high, 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 high floor players. And the perfect kind of championship squad guy is Christian Brown, a very high floor player, not necessarily a high ceiling because he's got offensive limitations, but a guy who is going to give you a, and I, and I'll, I'll this is going to like, kind of piss people off, but I think he's a good player. This is kind of the Alex Caruso kind of thing. He's very much in the Alex Caruso kind of role. Um, and even though Caruso handles the ball more than Brown does, he's a guy that's going to give you max effort. And he's going to give you smart max effort every single time he's on the floor. And if you're a championship team, that's what you're going to need. There was a stretch in the second quarter and a stretch going into later in the second half of the third quarter where he really Christian Brown and, and a little bit in the fourth quarter, but it, it was these stretches of basketball where he was playing good positionally and paying attention to the scouting report. And one of the things in the scouting report that I'm sure came from Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and DeAndre Jordan, who all played with Katie is that, uh, Durant has a tendency to dribble high because he is a uh, six foot ten, six foot eleven player. He is he is a lanky guy with a high dribble. High dribble guys are leave themselves exposed to backside steals, and you saw this with Bruce Brown in the fourth quarter specifically when he got those uh, that steal on Durant and went in for the dunk, which was basically the, the death knell for, for that, for the Suns. Um, it was, the lead went from 19 to 23 in a flash. And, uh, there you go. That was the end of the game. Um, but Christian Brown was doing that before. And I think one of the underrated things about Christian Brown is him, taking in the scouting reports and knowing exactly how to, there's no way. I mean, KD cooked uh, Christian Brown a couple times on, on some drives. It's, he's going to do that. He's, he's Kevin Durant. But one of the things that you will know about Kevin Durant is he dribbles high, especially when he's bringing the ball up the court. And you could tell this was a very scouting report reading kind of thing from uh, uh, Christian Brown. He, he identified, he, he's like, he, he was like, I know this, I'm going to attack it. Brown had four steals. One of them was on Booker, and Booker gets a little loose with the ball, too. Not in a Steph Curry way, but, you know, they do. And uh, those four steals that he had were absolutely invaluable. And what it did was it took the second unit and made them a fast unit. And one of my big complaints about them, what the Nuggets have really avoided doing in the Malone era is taking advantage of the altitude. And one of the things that you'll see if you go back and watch this uh, game is that in this, it was very specifically the second unit stints um, that were tiring out the Suns because Durant and Booker have to play so many minutes. And 
you could tell this was part of the Nuggets strategy was to get to the second unit and let them because obviously you know that the the firepower with the both starting units is, is immense um and with chris paul who i will talk about in a second here but there there was obviously this um this notion that the nuggets needed to tire them out because of how many minutes they are playing and that could only really be done in the second unit even though i think Nikola jokic can and does willingly play a lot faster than he does uh, a lot of the reason the first unit slows down is because of jamal murray once again um uh, but there is a there's just this you know just this speed and and the, the way that you can do that if your second unit does is offensively challenged like the the nuggets is are and you just um speed up the pace by getting steals and specifically doing that to kevin durant and and what christian brown did at that stretch was invaluable and i think he deserves all the kudos for that it was it was it was to me incredible what i saw him do and i was very very proud of that you know obviously the suns are going to adjust and, and quite frankly I, I expect them to come back out harder faster and understand that they don't want to go down 0-2 to a nuggets team that is got home court advantage so um that they are going to come out and give it all in the second uh, game so the, the second game is not going to be like the first the other player I want to briefly touch on is Michael Porter Jr. Um, I give ups to his defense. He didn't really have to do much on offensively. In fact, uh, until uh, about four minutes left in the game, he had zero shots in the second half. He took exactly zero. And yet he finished, I think, with a minus 29 and led the team. Or excuse me, a plus 20, plus minus 29. He was a plus 29, uh, led the team. And um, a lot of that had to do with who he's on the floor with. But there, there's one thing that there's two things that Mike does that that it goes really under the radar. Um, no one spaces the floor like him. And when he's out there, the, the teams have to account for him because he can shoot so well. It's just it's just part of the value of having Michael Porter Jr. on your roster is having the ability to space out the floor in a ways that uh, makes puts your defense in a bind um, and it inevitably gets these open shots for MPJ. But his defense, specifically at times on on uh, uh, Chris Paul, and there was a, two specific times on Devin Booker where he just didn't let him blow by him. He used his length in a way that we that you expect someone who is uh, six foot uh, 10, six foot 11, and really lanky to be able to do. Um, this is probably a series where Mike's gonna have to pick and choose where he's out there offensively. But in the second quarter, he gets his, like, I, I think it was like a, was eight straight points or something like that. It was boom, boom, boom. And that's what he does. And that's kind of what he did in the fourth quarter of game four. And he did that in game two of the previous series. He is a guy that will get you a lot of offense when your offense is bogged down. Um, he is not a quote self creator, but he's molding himself more into that. But he, what the MPJ has been able to do is get the nuggets over a hump. And there were some points where the, uh, the, uh, the 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 Suns were really really looking to try to make it more even than it was going into halftime, and MPJ helped the Nuggets extend the lead because he can get these points really quickly and it's just it's like in the blink of an eye, and uh, he did that when with in conjunction with the second unit, which is I think probably something that the Nuggets can look to to get Mike more opportunities, is to get him out there with the second unit a little bit. And, um, 
get him some time to where he can shoot. And it was quite amazing to see. But I was more impressed with his defense and Christian Brown's defense than I was anything else. You know, everyone knows I'm a, a MPJ stand, but it was it was quite amazing to watch him dedicate himself to that, even though he wasn't getting looked to for his shot. And I think that part was a part of growth on his part and a big element of why the, the Sun struggled so much in stopping the Nuggets. You know, the second unit stint is really what won the Nuggets this game was the second unit coming in and allowing Jokic to rest for a long time in this game. And being able to do that was such a boon for him personally, Jokic personally, but more than that, it really stuck with uh, what the Nuggets were thinking about with it, with the Suns. They they have to pay Booker and Durant so many minutes. The time you can and should make hay is with the unit that is going to burn rubber, particularly in Denver. And I saw that that first game. You know, obviously these things will be, and once again, I'm going to reiterate this, these things will be adjusted to. These things will be, um, it, it, it won't be the same going into game two. The, 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 the Suns will adjust and it will be a much more difficult game for the Nuggets. But going from this to what the Nuggets were able to accomplish, you know, in a very tough series versus the uh, a, a tough five-game series, as tough as those, those can be, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Nuggets really kind of almost breathed a sigh of relief because they're not playing a too big um, with a with a NAW uh, hounding the heck out of uh, Jamal. They don't have that setup anymore. So it was different, and you could always almost see the Nuggets, like, relax a bit. You know, and because it's a different, it's a different kind of team. It's a different kind of, of defensive approach. They are a much better team than the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they present different challenges. And uh, I'm looking forward to this Nuggets team adapting, continuing to adapt, to adapt to that and see what they do for a much more difficult game too, where the Suns are going to come out with their guns blazing. All right. Uh, I'm uh, going to get to the second half of the podcast where I talk to you about all Jamal Murray and let you know what he did and how special it was. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwcolorado.com. they got a new location in Fort Collins, and they got one in Denver and one in Sonoma County if you're making a trip out to California. they got the Reds, they got Whites, they got Rieslings, they got, uh, which is the preferred grape of the western slope rieslings is really the the uh the and the the grape that grows best out there and they really do specialize in it out there but um they got sonoma county wines which is uh, produced in california where uh bfw makes the wines out there um the, the pinot is good if you like light dry reds pinot is the best but they got rich Cabernets and all the reds that you could possibly want. And if you're someone like me, but they also got some great selection of white wines as well. You know, really it's a great place to kind of go chill, relax, and just enjoy the summer in Colorado when there's a, if there's a baseball game going on or if there's not, and you just want to have a night on the town, or if you want to get stop in there before you have some dinner with your friends. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazi in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple of blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They are always online at BFW 
www.colorado.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG's podcast sent you there. Jamal Murray came out with a purpose. And sometimes you could tell, I mean, some, as someone who has been around Jamal since about, two, well, since he was drafted in 2015, there is, uh, 2016, excuse me, um, there, there is a, a, a kind of a, a Jamal look when you know he's locked in and wants to prove a point. And, and really, truly, Jamal Murray, with his 34 points and nine assists, proved at least to himself that uh, he would have made a difference in the Phoenix Sun series in 2021. Um, those of you who don't remember, that nine-game stretch where the Nuggets were, uh, right after the Gordon trade, were humming on all cylinders in a way that I had rarely seen. Um, it was the perfect trade. I and mean, this is why I always call this Tim Connolly's roster, because that trade was the perfect trade for the Denver Nuggets. And that particular trade um, really buoyed this Nuggets team. They were, they were jazzed, um, after that, even though they gave up, um, a personal favorite in Gary Harris to get, to get Gordon, it was, it was, they were so happy and this team really played like it. And there was that game against the Clippers where right out of the, uh, uh, right out of the game, excuse me, right out of the trade deadline where they just put pedal to the metal and just were burning rubber. And I, I, and, uh, it was one of the more impressive wins of the Malone era. And then Jamal tears his ACL and we know what happens. I think this year has been difficult for Jamal. Jamal hasn't been really good this year, to be honest with you. Um, Jamal is an inconsistent player. Jamal is not a regular season player. Jamal, I would, would not be surprised if Jamal Murray never goes to an all-star game. Um, he is a player though, that he is a chips or chips are down kind of guy. And, uh, much in the same way, but probably not quite as, as dramatic as Jimmy Butler. Um, there are certain guys that step up in the playoffs and do it in spectacular fashion. Um, Jamal's had a great playoff so far scoring the ball. He's had a couple pretty bad games, but he also has had more great games. And this was one of them. And the, sh the quality of shots that he hits uh, is not great. But you need sh tough shot makers. You know, some of those fadeaway uh, middies that he hits are extremely difficult. And you have to use a lot of strength to get the ball as you're fading away from the basket into the hoop. It is, it is uh, really, really hard. And when you think about it in that way, you understand that, like, Jamal really works on those hard shots. And the thing that the uh, the uh, Suns couldn't account for was Jamal going thermonuclear, which he kind of did. I mean, it wasn't in the way that he did in the, uh, what was it, game two, game one? I don't know, what, what game was it? He had the whole last point. Was it game two? I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, there just wasn't there's just it's he does it in such a way that gets the crowd going and uh there was a couple moments in the fourth quarter where you knew that he was going to put the, his foot on the throat of the sons um you just saw it you said like this is my this is my time i'm gonna do this and he and Jokic. i mean Jokic still had uh jeez, uh, how many points did Jokic have in the second half it wasn't a ton but he had several in the fourth quarter 
Um, and he was gobbling up rebounds like you wouldn't believe at that stretch. Um, but he was, he was, Jamal specifically was going out and it was almost like point proving time for him. It's hard to sustain point proving stuff. You know, you can only let spite carry you for so long. But Jamal Murray thrives in, 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 in situations where people are, he feels people are counting him out. And you saw that in the TNT postgame interview where he's like, how many times do I have to prove to you all this stuff? And, where he, and then he did it again in the postgame press conference. You know, uh, Some players need to manufacture up, up uh, angst. Um, some people are like that, and it's hard to do that over an 82-game season, but it's much easier over 16 games. And I could tell, at least from the beginning, in the, the videos you saw with, with Jamal, that he was locked in, focused, and ready to go. And if you if you think about this Nuggets team holistically, and you think about this team as a team that has different functions of personality, so to speak, Jokic is the brain Jamal Murray's the heart. And sometimes you need a guy who is fueled by spite to get you over the hump. And there were some stretches of basketball where you were like, some of the shots, like the shot to end um, the third quarter, I think, by Jamal was one of those like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> but you're going to have that sort of thing in with a guy who is feeling himself like that you're just gonna have to give and take that sort of thing you know not i mean Jokic's efficiency has gone down the toilet the last two games he's played um he suddenly can't make a layup um but he's also racking up 24 points and 19 rebounds and six assists that's because he's Nikola fucking Jokic and he can he can do that sort of thing um with Jamal you kind of expect this in the playoffs from him and he lifted the team in a way that uh, I think emotionally got to him, got to the crowd. The crowd was like feeding off of Jamal in in ways that uh, I think the other players just can't do. Um, Jamal kind of needs that energy. And it'll be the same thing when he, the game one in Phoenix, the, the game three. Um, he... He will, <laughs> he will feed off the the antagonism of the Phoenix crowd. Um, he is someone who is like that. What makes him a spectacular sixteen game player makes him a a inconsistent at best eighty two game player. Um, and some players are like that. Some players just step the hell up in when it comes to crunch time like this, and Jamal's one of those guys. And the great thing about having a guy like Jamal on your roster is that it kind of sends teams into crisis mode, particularly when you know that this person is bound and determined to be the reason that you lost the game. Jokic is never going to be that guy. Jokic doesn't think that way. He just, he, he wants to win, but he doesn't want to be, he wants the team to win. He's not, he, he doesn't want to be the sole reason that they win. Jamal, and I'm not saying it's a, in a selfish way, it's just the way Jamal's wired. It's a personal thing with him. And every roster needs a guy who takes it personally. Because specifically this Nuggets roster who who kind of at times, as we saw at the end of the year, get a little lax. And they're filled with a lot of very casual guys who are basketball junkies, but they're very casual. You need a guy like Jamal on your roster to be a guy who's going to be like... Uh, 
not only are we going to fucking win this game, we're going to win it because of me, you know? And that's part of a basketball ecosystem that goes, I mean, that, that analytics miss, I'll be honest with you. That's why people get so uh, tied in, specifically analytics, people get so tied in knots about Jimmy Butler because he'll go all regular season doing something um, completely different than he does in the playoffs. Um, and it drives them nuts because you can't look at trends with guys like that. They are, they are, they are guys who turn it up when the chance presents itself for them. Jamal Murray is approaching that territory. I'm not saying he's quite in Jimmy Butler territory yet, but he's that guy who's going to step up when the 16 games roll around. And, um, I think as Nuggets fans, we should all feel extremely fortunate that we have someone like Jamal Murray on this roster who can take shit personally at that point, because those guys, those types of guys are extremely hard to find, you know, you're not going to find a guy and it's not, it's not a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. I want to tear your throat out, but it is kind of in the angsty. I mean, you saw it in his post game presser where he's getting really kind of pissy with uh, with some questions that are asked um, in a way that like doesn't make any sense because if you, anyone who has followed the Nuggets the way they've been covered this year, it ain't exactly like they have been fielding a ton of hard questions here. Well, Michael Malone tried to do that a little bit, um, and it's it, it's not... He doesn't do it as effectively, but you could tell with Jamal, he was manufacturing the angst. And I think that serves him well. And, it's, and you know what? Keep doing it, man. Keep doing it because whatever you are doing, it really works for this team. And, uh, you know, the Nuggets will be much, much better off for that. All right. Uh, that's it for today's post-game wrap. Well, post, yeah, we'll post-game the next day wrap-up of the uh uh, Gav, the game against the Suns. The Nuggets are up 1-0 in the series, and uh, we shall see how they approach the next couple games. I'll be back after Game 2. I'll be talking to you then. Goodbye. <laughs>